What's up, everyone? Welcome to Narrative Calculus, the podcast show where we review everything from movies to TV shows, books, musicals, and everything in between. I'm Jonathan, a filmmaker, and this is Ty. Wannabe um, writer. Yes, and today we're reviewing Kung Fu Panda. The greatest, second greatest movie. What? Second greatest movie. I was about to say greatest, but I realized Shrek takes that title proudly. You mean, you mean, you mean the second, um greatest dreamworks movie or just any movie oh any movie period the godfather psh, oh, any movie, period. let's see the wire psh, any piece of media ever just does not compare wow wow that's some high praise especially coming from you you, you criticize everything <laughs> so kung fu panda a 2008 dreamworks film starring jack black as poe Dustin Hoffman as Shifu, Angelina Julius Tigress, among many others who you guys probably don't care about, but let's just say it looks like a very expensive cast. So wait, Jack ba- Jack Black is yeah. Jack Black is playing playing the panda. I thought it was a literal panda playing yeah, a panda. Gives... I mean, when I saw the pictures, oh, wow. I assumed. So it's based, it's starring Poe, who's a panda, who's a huge fan of kung fu and the legendary kung fu group the furious five and dreams of being a kung fu warrior himself he is quote-unquote accidentally (laughs) you'll get that if you watch the movie chosen to be the dragon warrior by the wise and mystical master uguay and begins training in the ways of kung fu but his teacher master shifu and the furious five try to train him in such a way that he'll be forced to quit and that doesn't really work at this point the evil former student of Um, Master Shifu escapes from prison, and the teacher basically has to accept Poe as the dragon warrior and train him to be able to defeat Tai Long, and Poe learns the lesson of self-acceptance and blah, 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 blah. And it's, yeah, that's basically the whole movie. You have anything to add, Ty? Yeah, I'm just waiting for when, instead of Kung Fu Panda, we get Taekwondo, um, (laughs) Taekwondo Piranha Plant, and let's see here. (laughs) <laughs> boxing well, we have we have karate kid already so as always why don't we start with the character and the main character here is obviously poe i really like him in this movie i think he's really fleshed out we get to know what he wants right away why he wants it and we really get a sense of why he's feeling out of place in this world and we kind of feel for him, his hurt, seeing his heroes mistreat him like that when he's, you know, being trained. Um, I like his motivation, but I, not motivation as in, like, why he does it, but may, maybe not motivation, determination. Would you agree? That, like that's, that's. I like it, but I think it's. I right. think it's one of the main contributors. Without motivation. It's one of the main contributors to the problem of this film, though. Okay, you want to elaborate on that problem? Well, so throughout the, the at the midpoint of the movie or so, there's this moment where Poe, where basically Shifu realizes that he has to turn poe into the dragon warrior and he has to figure out how to do that and there's just you know a whole bunch of that stuff right and i feel like the main problem is that we aren't given much setup for when that scene hits because 
it's never implied that Poe couldn't eventually reach that point by training normally. It almost seemed like it was 100... It, it almost seemed like Shifu should have been the one who should have been the main character protagonist. Because Poe seemed like he was well on his way to becoming a Kung Fu, pa uh, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Master. <laughs> right? So out of nowhere, this conflict hits us yeah. where... And I just... I, it is surprising that they managed to hold your interest for so long, even knowing that Poe doesn't really seem to have that much of a problem, which is one of the more interesting aspects, which I would credit to the plot, which was pretty well done. I think both me and Jonathan can agree. Even with that being said, it's, it is satisfying to see his journey throughout the whole film, and even though it wasn't like set up completely well, I think it is pretty meaningful at the end well, when we... When we first, when um his dad tells him like you know to believe make something special you just have to believe it's special, and I know it wasn't like set up the best way but it's still it still hits you so. I mean it did something right so, what 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 would you credit that to? I would say that they just did a good job in the final half. They messed up the beginning. They did a good job in the final half, but it. It's an enjoyable film, don't get me wrong. The point I'm trying to make is that it, mm -hmm. this is a flaw, this is a bad flaw, and that's the reason why I don't like it as much as you do, or anybody else does. Yeah, so I think that's just about everything with Poe, and the other main character I'd say here is Master Shifu, who I really like a lot. I like his relationship with Tai Lung a lot. I like the depth, and so actually I wanted to bring this up, because so... When he eventually goes to fight Tai Lung, okay, so, I so I'm gonna just give Tai a little lesson here, comparing Kung Fu Panda to the prequels. Okay, so, this is why <laughs> the lightsaber fights in the prequels are bad. Okay, and I'm gonna make comparisons. So it's still a Kung Fu Panda review. Don't worry, guys. I'm just about to bash the prequels here. It's you know, it's like it's like oh here we go again. So. Here we you go see, again. The fight is dramatic because of the internalization of the characters, because of their relationship. There's something going on. There's the subtext there. There's the emotional. There, what's going on emotionally with the characters? Wow! So it's just like the prequels. It's just like the prequels. Why wait? Be quiet! Be quiet! Be quiet! Be quiet! Be quiet! Be quiet! Because we see. No! 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 Listen! 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 Be. Okay. Are you listening? I'm listening. I'm listening. Because we see why they cared about each other and what relationship they had, which is why it works so well, which is also why it's the best fight in the film. Notice how even when Poe, the main character, fights Tai Lung, it isn't nearly as impactful because the fight isn't what matters. What matters is what's going on in the characters. Let's take a look at the prequels. Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, what's going on? Hey... I don't like you because you're Jedi. Uh, who are you? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Where? Uh, yeah, we've I've met you one time and we hit swords a couple times and like, what's going on there? What's nothing? Absolutely nothing. And even when even when Qui Gon Jinn does die, it doesn't look like Obi Wan cares at all. He's like, <laughs> and then there's like it's over. And then he's just back to highly choreographed fighting. Let's look at Count Dooku. Count Dooku versus Anakin and. Obi-Wan, what's going on there? Absolutely nothing. It's just bad choreography with bad lighting and just hitting 
There's absolutely well, nothing actually, going on with the characters. Actually, I, mean, I don't... Actually, I think... Nothing uh, on. Just because he says something behind his back to Qui-Gon Jinn, Qui-Gon Jinn would have been my side. It doesn't care. There's, no, nothing, no. In between, there's nothing between the characters. I, I think you're missing... No emotional depth at all. Dude, dude, dude. You're no. completely missing who the fight was against. Anakin and Obi-Wan were just along for the ride. It was Count Dooku versus Yoda. Yeah, and just that be- fight wasn't emotional at all because we never saw them together. Three, two minutes of dialogue does not make up for any meaningful character development. It's subtle. Just Ty, because, it just because it's subtle and you can't understand it, dude. It, what do you mean subtle? Just it's be- not there. That's the thing. Look, it's not I can't there. talk to some. It's I all can't- fabricated. It's all fabricated. I can't even begin to explain how great the prequel, how great that fight is, if you can't even appreciate okay, how uh, excellent okay. the prequels are that as a starting is, point. I, I'm afraid that, that we, biggest, we just can't go any further here. That is just garbage, <laughs> Are I'm you so about to tell, by the way, by the way, by the way, what about Obi-Wan versus Anakin? Huh, Buster? Okay, but, huh? Yeah, that does have some emotional depth to it. But... It didn't need to be as long as it was. Plus, that's one fight. Literally, every single other one was terrible. I mean, look at the look at the even look look the um. I, this is actually one of the reasons. Okay, we're we're getting too much into Star Wars. Let's get back. This is wait. I would like to add one comment. I would like to add one comment though. It's amazing. It's amazing that you think these are so bad, and yet you can quote moment for moment exactly what happens despite them being quote-unquote terrible mm. what do you mean well i mean i can i can i can quote i can quote what happens in the dora movie but that doesn't mean it's a good movie <laughs> i could quote what happens in any american girl or like a strawberry shortcake movie because i've seen it with my sister so many times but that doesn't mean they're good movies <laughs> Okay, so that is the worst argument I've ever heard. Ever heard? If you want to talk to me about quoting bad movies, then don't talk to someone who has three little sisters, okay, man? Because you're talking to the wrong person. Okay, so let's keep going with Master Shifu. Another another thing I like. So I I really like his dynamic with Uguay too. I like how we see his. I see. I like how we see his develop establishment early on. His brashness and you know sense of urgency with with Uguay being really patient and calm and how we see that juxtaposition with something as simple as blowing out a candle. Uguay's like Stop, you're gonna pop your mic, and bro. Then and then he and then he this I know, I know. It's a little but and then and then Shifu just blows them all out in, you know, two seconds. And I really like that little character moment right there. What else with Master Shifu? He should know. have been the protagonist, honestly. I, I like it. Uh, if you say so. I I don't know. I I prefer Poe. And I'm just going to say, I know this isn't our Kung Fu Panda 2 review, which is coming soon, by the way. But I just don't think Poe works as a main character. So I think having somebody else to bring the film some emotional depth was a good idea because... We see this in the first, in the, in the second, in the third movie, and in neither one, it works. It doesn't work in either one of them. I strongly and disagree I just, with that. Yeah, um, it doesn't, uh, the, the tone is all over the place because he can't take anything seriously, and it's, I don't know, I just don't like it when he's the main character, to be honest. Oh, and 
while we're on the topic of these two characters, I'd like to say that um, Poe and Master Shifu, their voice acting is really good. I really like it. Do you have anything to say? I know you don't usually credit actors that much, but... I have to say, the the panda that they got to, to play Poe, very excellent actor. I don't know who this Jack Black guy you're talking about is. He... Uh, uh, have I heard him in any he was, other movies? He was in The Muppets. Yeah he, yeah, he was in The Muppets. Huh. And he was in School of Rock. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. But I don't believe in actors. They are fake. They aren't real. <laughs> they are... <laughs> this is only in, my, in other people's imaginations. Um... Th- this is all just live documentary footage of something that happened. Live documentary <laughs> footage. Oh, uh, but and here we see, and here, hey, Ty, and here um, we see a wild. Maybe just tell us, maybe just tell. Us. Wait, 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 and and here we see a wild panda hanging out with a red fox in the wilds of South China. The panda <laughs> approaches the approaches the fox in order to do Crikey, kung fu. It's a wild panda in the wild. And they approach each other in order to do an elaborate kung fu ritual. It is well known that the Shaolin monks of the north originally obtained their kung fu techniques from the pandas. The pandas are the original wow. kung fu masters. Crikey, if we look over there, we see a wild panda in his natural <laughs> habitat. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like it'd be an awesome documentary, okay, so, not gonna lie. Okay, okay so um, while we're on Uguay, I guess, what do, what do you think of Uguay as the Yoda slash Mr. Miyagi teacher? He was great. He was probably the most... About. I think on the surface, his arc is simple, but he's not the pro tag, so we can cut him a little bit of slack for that. There just wasn't enough time to flesh him out 110%. But for the time that they did give, it was a solid arc. And I think that, in like, so I'm just going to bring up Kung Fu Panda 3 here for a second and contrast it to this. I really like the subtlety to his character, you know? Like, it didn't give us that much, but we don't always need an explanation for the wise characters and a bad Oh, just like Obi-Wan Kenobi! Sometimes, just like, just like Obi-Wan Kenobi and... and... Count Dooku and all those guys. That's what I just said. I said sometimes we don't need. I didn't say we do. I said we don't need an explanation. We can just let them be wise and mystical. We don't need to ruin them like the prequels. Thank you, Ty, for bringing that up. You proved my point perfectly. No, I was talking. About, I was talking about the Count that... Dooku fight. You said sometimes they don't need to be, you know, obvious and all that. We can just let it be subtle. No, that's a different thing, though, because when we look at the main antagonist of this, there is an entire development between him and Master Shifu. He, he, Ugwe, was a side character. Count Dooku is supposed to be the antagonist, so you cannot say that about him. That's a different thing. You just admit it yourself. Oh, because he's a side character, his arc is fine. Well, Dooku was a lot more than a side... Well, he's like, cut it some slack. You can't cut Dooku some slack, because he was one Dooku of the main wasn't the antagonist. The main villain. Dooku wasn't so the no. antagonist. Well, then the movie had no antagonist, then. No, Anakin. He was the antagonist. He wasn't Ana- the ultimate... Anakin. He wasn't the... F- no, whatever, man. We're not going to go into this. Please. What are we going to do our Star Wars prequel review, dude? Review. 
man. We need to, I don't know, sometime. No, not anytime soon. Okay. So, why don't we move on? Uh, Furies 5, huh? Um, they existed. I them all to be just one character. Um, I don't, I don't see much deviation there. They're basically there to be good at kung fu. That's, that's basically it. I didn't like anything that happened with Tigress. Like, I didn't like the, this is what you trained us for. And, uh, I didn't, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, let's, let's not do any of that. I was like, I wasn't loving that. Do you have anything to say about Tai Lung? I like him. How you felt about him? And this is another example of what I was talking about, how Shifu really should have been the main character. Um, Tai Lung has pretty much no direct relation with Poe. And I don't just mean they were once former friends who became enemies or something like that. I mean, philosophically, there's not really much of a strong contrast between the two. Yeah, there's the superficial... There is, there is the one part... Yeah? The superficial uh, there, there is the superficial... Oh, well, Tai Lung doesn't accept himself, and he doesn't want to be special. And Poe, he's learned to accept how to be special. Wait, they use you, him. Could you... Def- could you define? Could you define superficial to me, please? As in, it occupied the quote-unquote message of the entire story was there for about thirty seconds and then quickly glossed over for the fight scene. There wasn't Tai Lung. I don't, I don't. I, there was no build-up to that conflict to really show the strong. Like for example, that bridge scene. Where, where Tai Lung is facing off against the Furious Five. There's never any strong philosophical argument going on there where we start to see the, the massive yeah, yeah, yeah. contrast between Poe and Tai Lung. It's just, wow, epic fight scene between a crane, um, a tiger, yes, and, and a small I grasshopper. I completely agree. Yeah, I know, but, I, I know, but could you just describe... Just, I don't know what superficial means. Oh. Um, like I, I, I get the philosophical conflict part, but I don't know what superficial means. As in, it's only like a kind of mask, or there's not really much to it. There's nothing underneath it. No meat. No depth. Yeah, just like the prequels. Thank you very much. Okay. Mm, I disagree. The prequels are a beautiful Um, tragedy about the sadness of how Qui-Gon Jinn should have really been the father figure for Anakin. And in the end, he wasn't able to make it. And so Obi-Wan Kenobi... Obi-Wan Kenobi had to... to too much Dave Filoni. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about the plot. um, I really like... I... I, Okay. I'm not... I'm not getting into that with you right now. I'm just not gonna do it. Nope. Nope. Someday I'll get you to um, I'll convince you that the Phantom Menace is the greatest movie yeah, ever made. No, and on that okay, day okay, okay, I will okay, laugh. Okay, okay. I will laugh. That will never happen. <laughs> I guess we're on the plot now. We've covered all the characters. Okay, uh, I, I can I can if that's just how we're gonna do it, I'll just come up I got a whole bunch of stuff here, okay. Yeah, you go. I really like how I I really like how tight this plot is and we were talking about this before the podcast. I like how it doesn't go into a whole bunch of subplots, and we, we also, so subplots are good. They can, like, explore the different 
different parts of the conflict. That's that's what Ty told me. So I guess I believe it now. So, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm, I'm just kidding. But a lot of stories, and I think he can agree with me, go off into side plots and irrelevant tangents and whatnot. You know, or our podcast can do that too, but we're not going to talk about that. And it can kind of blur the the main focus of the story. You, you'd agree, right, Ty? 100%. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. There are a lot of stories that I've read yeah. where I just go insane because it there's this great central conflict, and then we go off for three chapters about some random side character who appeared once in the main conflict, and we talk about his entire life story, which is just, what? Why? Stop! Yeah. Another thing I really liked is the pacing. I think Ty was saying that he he was, you know, um, uh, I'm just going to say he was lazy, but he I, I say he was lazy. He says that he was so, quote-unquote, engrossed in the plot that he, he didn't think to take any notes, right, Ty? Um, honestly, it was probably more laziness it than anything just, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, I mean, the, the, that aside, I do really like the pacing. I don't know, just due to the, I don't, I don't know, so many things coming together. Like, I know we're, the, we're not really on this part yet. But the camera movement, along with the voice acting, just kind of like gives everything such a flow. Uh, and I think it really works for this kind of story. The cam- I, mean, I do I have one. Into like anime and, and I, stuff like that. Or Asian, like, I don't know, exports. So what would you say? I was actually, that is one, one criticism I have about this movie in regards to the camera work. Classic, chi- classic Chinese um classic chinese you know bruce lee type stuff you do not see this they were clearly going for that style right but what ended up happening is i don't know i don't don't know i've like i've never seen a chinese movie before so i thought this was like brand new stuff i didn't know this was like yeah this this is built in the in the style of bruce lee jackie chan stuff right and what was kind of well let, let me explain my my dear pupil in those kinds of movies, one of the great things about them is the choreography and the camera work. You know how in American action movies, you have the camera that can't seem to stay in focus for more than 0.3 seconds as, like, the, the entire world is exploding around, who was it, Tom, y- y- Wait, do you... you know, Mission Impossible, you James mean... Bond. You mean it? Yeah, do you, do you mean in focus or sh- camera shake? Both. It can never stay in focus, and Both. it can never okay. stop shaking. And it's ev- and you can't even see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't tell yep. at all what's happening, right? Um, here they 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 took a bit more control, but I do wish they had gone straight up with the Chinese style, which is a pretty static camera that actually repeats a lot of the major climactic moments of the fight like one of the things they like to do if someone gets punched in the jaw they show the same jaw punch from like three different angles never shaking never going all over the place so you can really appreciate the level of choreography going on right and here it was it was very opposite it wasn't at all in that style which i didn't like because they seemed to be going for that style and it just felt off well 
for me, who's never seen a movie like that before, I thought the camera movement was really expressive and added to the story. I didn't think it, it but like. I like it wasn't shaking or out of focus, but I really liked the fast zooms during the battle scenes. I don't know, it just like I, I definitely know what you mean with the being tired of the the shake and the out of focus. Like I know what you mean by that, but I think this is a different thing. You know what I mean? It's True. Like Th- this wasn't this wasn't quite as bad as as Mission Impossible and those types, but I would have. I mean, you can tell the effort that went into the choreography of this, right? And I feel it could have benefited them so much more if they just went straight up with the Chinese style. Um, yeah. I do uh, think... I like the, um... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you go you go first. I'll add no, no, on no, later. No, no, no. You, you go, you go, you go. It's okay. You go, you go. I do have... A, I do have a slight problem with the... Well, nah. I guess not. I, I was going to comment that I would have preferred more environmentally based fight scenes where there's a lot where there's a, a bit more pressure on the characters due to the tight space and things like that, you know. But I guess ultimately it isn't that type of movie. This it's more style preference than it is. Like it would have been it, it it's it's a nice to have. I would have really I really would have liked that level of choreography, but ultimately it wasn't necessary. Well, you know, we were talking about Star Wars, so I'll just give the Harrison Ford quote. Hey, kid, it ain't that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a funny interview with Harrison Ford saying that. But um, one of the problems I had, well, it, it's it's more of a minor thing, but how did Tigris, in the such such the, of a last, vast land of China, because China's really big, how did Tigris know where to meet Tai Lung for the fight because they just both appear on the bridge so how, how did that happen I think Tai Lung is so arrogant and so direct that he just would have gone for the fastest path to get there and all she did was just realize well if he's there and we're over here and he's going from a du- direct line a straight line from here to there that he's going to be going over those bridge thingamabobs, and we can stop him there. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I get okay, it. Cool. They, they, they didn't really explain it, but it doesn't seem too mm-hmm. over the top. Well, it's something that I liked to contrast that. I really, really, and actually this is one thing I will um, credit the pre. This is like the one time I'm ever going to say anything good about the prequels. <gasps> I even say that the fight scenes in the prequels are bad. So you know I hate the prequels with a passion. But the one thing I'll say, the one thing I do like, it was, you know, how Qui-Gon Jinn says, like, maybe I kill the Jedi and get, and um, <clears throat> kill the Jedi and took it from him. And he says, and no one can kill a Jedi. It's like, I wish that were true, right? Right. And there's a little, you know, there's a little... They kind of do, like, the same thing here, how um, Uguay says... You often meet your destiny on the road to avoid it. And it literally, directly, like not even a side thing, just completely directly connects, you know, it was the bird that Master Shifu sent to up the security's feather that fell and freed Tai Lung. And I just thought it was really cool how literal that was. I don't, did, did you notice that? 
Yeah, I don't have strong feelings on it either way. Just foreshadowing, oh, pretty, okay. pretty heavy foreshadowing, honestly. But okay, I think oh, oh, one of the things that um, we talked about that uh, we weren't such a huge fan of was the dragon scroll. Arguably the biggest and also slash not really the biggest plot element. It's very heavily emphasized in the first movie. No, and then in the first act, Poe's like, he's like, this is the greatest day in Kung Fu history. We've been waiting 10,000 years for this. Just take the bowl, you know? It was obviously meant to be a very, very big deal, <clears throat> getting the dragon scroll. And then after a certain point, the dragon scroll is just kind of kicked out of the movie until the end in favor of a more thematically deep story. And... Uh, Ty, you want to tell the audience what you thought of that? Would you say that's a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I mean, I, 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 I would say I would rather have a more thematic movie than just a MacGuffin chase. So, I, but you said before, you know, it'd be I the would, best of both worlds. So. I would say we should go with the best of both worlds generally whenever possible. But I also feel like this wasn't any more of a thematic movie anyway. Instead, it was... There was just kind of neither, there was no action-based hard MacGuffin goal for Poe to reach after there. And the themes were, as we mentioned earlier, because of the problem with the setup in Poe's character, I felt like the themes were basically murdered off during the first half anyway, so. Um, well, I think actually the Dragon Scroll theme was pretty constant throughout the movie. Okay, here, I'm going to just give this example. So, like, in the first part, um, Master Shifu, when he's training the Furious Five, he tells them to that... Sorry, excuse me, that... So he tells Tigress, you needed more ferocity, crane, height, viper, subtlety. So he's basically saying, you know, your natural abilities, you, you need more of that. But what he does with Poe is basically criticize who he is naturally, and then throughout the whole story because of that he um he and the five are constantly rejecting poe but then when shifu learns to accept that and says you know i can't train you the way i train the five and when he actually does train poe that's what was needed to be able to defeat tai lung so i think that was pretty woven into the constantly throughout the whole thing i don't i don't i don't see what you what problem you have with that i don't have a problem with it i just don't think there was enough of it that's there's not much more to say there it's just i don't think okay. there was enough i think there was so, it was so far off in the background especially given how messed up the character plot you know the setup of post character yeah. was that it's really so far off in the background that it might as well not be there for the first half pretty much yeah okay yeah so uh we have kind of a new section it's entitled tone slash narrative slash tropes do you have anything specific that you'd like to put in this section i have a couple things but do you have not really no okay so i really like how well the beginning sets the tone for the rest of the movie we get to see like poe like who he is as a person between it's two things that i think really cement down who he is for the rest of the movie number one well not not really like I don't know, I think I'm making it too big of a deal than it really is, but just two little subtle things I like. He says, legend tells of a legendary warrior whose kung fu moves were the stuff of legend. 
And I think that immediately tells us what kind of person this is. I really, and with that epic scene in general, you know, I like how it establishes the fights and how it's, and, and you know, the really nice animation, how it's going to be the rest of the movie, how those camera zoom things that, <clears throat> so it's just really good piece of establishment for the rest of the tone of the movie. And I like how it contrasts. This is what we talked about this in our Rocky 2 review. Go check that out if you haven't already. It's a pretty good one. How it's contrasted directly with something ju ju juxtaposed. I, I don't know how to use that word, but you know how it goes to something completely normal, like something so big and epic, and then something completely mundane and normal to him waking up. I think that's a really good way to just like, you know, boom, this is his life, and he can't really. Just, just, just that sudden shift in tone is something that I appreciated in showing us what his life is really like. But I don't know. I guess I just appreciate things that Ty just ignores. But whatever. <laughs> um, and then, I like, I like how the, I like how the humor is added to the plot and doesn't distract from it. This is one of the things in the second and third movie that I think that's one of that's a that's one of the flaws I have with those ones is the humor distracts from the movie it doesn't i strongly it. disagree with that it's like uh, it's like emotional but oh this laughs and you know it's oh it's funny time that it's never like, oh, that never the happens in the laugh, kids that that never happens it's in the same scene the entire scene in, the, in this hmm? what do you mean well i mean yeah yeah it does yeah it does in the same scene when, when poe and the yeah, when Poe and the Peacock guy are on the, like, conveyor belt thing. I remember, like, Poe makes, like, some sort of joke or something like that when he's telling him. Okay, okay, I want you to go to Wikipedia. And it's I... stuff like that, and there's so many other distra distracting things that happen. It's, like, that whole entire scene with the, um, with what, what, when they're, like, in the barrels and stuff trying to get to the palace. That was just a giant waste of time. And it was just there. You can agree at least that that was just there. It's so, oh, this is the funny part. Let's laugh, kids. You know, that's it's like they liked it in the first one, so let's put it in this one. I don't okay, know. okay. So, so I want you to I want you to go to Google and look up this thing called dramedy. Uh, that was that was meant to be re rhetorical. I wasn't expecting you to actually look it up. Now this is awkward. Well, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I still think it ruins the pacing. Not not the pacing, the tone rather. And I do not. We we should not be talking about this. We should be waiting until the second movie review. <laughs> okay. Whatever. 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. So now I think we can go on to the themes, but I think we already talked about that a lot. I already went into part of that. Um, there's just, do you, is there anything you have to say about the themes? Because I think we pretty much covered everything there. If I hear another story about you're good enough, just believe in yourself, my brain is going to explode. That is that is preferences. That's preferences. <laughs> I'm talking about like. You admitted that yourself. Like I, per my personal preference, I don't like these stories. You told me that. I know. So, I know. You gotta be. But I'm just saying. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying that if I hear another one of these, I will go insane, man. Okay. 
it, it is. I I think you have to admit it's you know, kind of an oversaturated theme, though. I think we can agree. Uh, I don't know. I think this one does it really well. That's fair. I mean, I'm I just mean, better, better, better than everything else does it. Ah, uh, no. The the setup is just so broken. Even though it's a good, even though it's a good movie, oh, the setup is just so horribly broken. You want to talk about broken setups, man? Literally, watch anything my sisters want to watch, and you will see some broken setups. So, <laughs> okay, literally anything my sisters put on. So, literally everything they watch is a believe in yourself, you know. So, there's plenty, plenty of other stuff that takes the cake for worse than that. But I guess we're on to our music and visuals. I really like the animation and the lighting. There were so many scenes where I was like, man, I really like the contrast here between like the teal and the blue, especially in the 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 part where Shifu first gets Tai Lung, who's, you know, dropped from the doorstep or whatever. I think those shots are just like, I don't know. They just have this kind of, I don't know, magnificence to them that I think is really cool. Did you, did you notice any cool animation? I really liked when when the guy punched the panda's stomach and then the stomach kind of rolled and deflected the punch. Nice. <laughs> I, kinda, I, I thought you would say, I you'd say the, the 2D animation scenes. You know what would have been so cool, though, in this movie now? I just thought about it. If they had... If the whole thing was 2D. Parts ...during the time... No, if they had a couple of parts in the Tai Long fight where it kind of like flashed to like Poe doing something that he did in the 2D animated fight. I know they have that at the end with him like walking with the, you know, the pan on his head and the, the cape. But if they had a couple of like 2D things come in, that would, be, that would actually be really cool. You know what I mean? Mm, I think it might get kind of distracting away from the central fight, like... Why 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 are they swapping between yeah. these two animation styles in the middle of the scene? I, have you ever Wait, is it is it would it, would it be distracting because of there's an, another fight going on in scenes or because of the difference in animation styles? I feel because of the difference in animation styles. But if they were both 2D 2D or they were both 3D, then you would feel it's okay. Yes, although I wouldn't advocate for changing the style of the anim animation well i actually know the little no, the little prince say... does that pretty nicely so okay is that what is that is that an anime sounds like one no no gosh no dude do you not <laughs> do you not know your literature at all bro come on oh no i don't i don't at all not in the slightest. It, it's a like it's a classic so. it's a classic French novel that was adopted, and it has this really nice two D drawn yeah. picture. It's two D pictures in the book, right? And so what they did in the movie. I think all pictures are two D. Ty, I think that's I think that's yes, but it, that's the thing. They're all two D. You you know what I mean though? As in, it's not drawn <laughs> in the three. It, the book has nice two D pictures. It's not drawn 3D though. Are they gonna, it's not drawn in. Like the, the blue and red it's the difference glasses. between anime and realistic face portraits. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, it's it's drawn, it's drawn in a 2D sketchbook style, right? As in, 
the faces aren't realistic. It's like almost cartoonish. And what the movie does is it does 3D. But whenever but it's a totally different plot from the book. Well, the book is inside of the movie and the character reads the book sometimes. So when she reads the book, it transitions into the 2D. Well, sort of 2D. I'm not sure if it would count as 2D. They switch it over to 3D. You know what? Never mind. Let's just ignore everything I'm talking about. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, any quick thoughts? I'll... <laughs> okay, well, the principle the principle is the same. The animation style has changed. No, I, I was right. The animation style has changed throughout the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move um, on. Okay. Yeah, so quick thoughts i honestly think like all the quick thoughts i had written down here um they all worked their way into my my analysis earlier so i don't have anything to say to you uh taekwondo is superior to kung fu fight me okay let's move on it is <laughs> I, I don't know anything about that how about karate what so so what, what's the best taekwondo karate or kung fu and which would beat the other one up this will be our quick thoughts okay okay we're gonna be going there oh jeez. oh no and to be fair let's just let, let, let's just throw boxing in there too let's just throw boxing in there okay taekwondo and karate whether karate people want to admit it or not is basically just a more like focused version of karate taekwondo's origins is, is modern day taekwondo is very strongly influenced by karate so i would put them as about the same maybe a bit more on taekwondo side due to some karate karate is less built for the real world and i know people are going to insult me over that but taekwondo simulates a real fight the techniques built for taekwondo are a bit are built a little bit better for the real world because you have to actually apply them in realistic sparring whereas karate works off of point sparring which is you lightly whack the dude in the head with the tip of your punch and then you both go back. So I would give I would give Taekwondo the slight edge in terms of technique. Um Kung Fu. But wait, wait, wait. In the in the karate kid, Taekwondo in real life seems pretty effective. Um they, Is the karate kid at all realistic or no? It I I would think the thing is that they had to adapt the karate style to real life, I guarantee you. If if you were to actually be if 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 it's realistic at all, I would say it's because they uh, they're adapting it to real life. There there there's a lot of great techniques in karate. I've looked over it. It's a really solid art. The the thing is it's just really hard to turn into applying it up, up using it in the real world. So I would say if they're u- if they're using it in the real world, it's probably because they adapted it. Just like I would do with Taekwondo. If I ever, for whatever reason, get into a street fight, I'm probably... And I get really good at street fighting for some reason. I'm not going to be using pure Taekwondo. I'm just not going to. My style is going to automatically change. Yeah. Um, Kung Fu, from what I've read, is completely unbuilt for the real world. It's basically they're operating off of a fictional version of reality uh again you you can so wait we already did karate versus taekwondo taekwondo won so what are we doing kung fu against both those or against taekwondo what would you say would win against those two though i would say kung fu would probably go at the very bottom karate goes over 
kung fu by a pretty significant mark. Based off of what I know, I I mean I'm not, and especially at the higher levels, like I I've seen some of the higher level kung fu fighters, and they're fast, man. They're good, but the style itself I feel is inferior to taekwondo and karate. And I, I honestly I would say boxing at the top. Really? Huh. Based off of I kind of I don't know. Man, these. Yeah, yeah. From from all the stuff that I've seen, like, you go in there and you're out to take them down, right? You're there to knock them out and throw them to the ground. Taekwondo, uh, it's it's great, but you're in it for the points. There, there's a difference in the mentality there, right? If you're in it for the points, you're going to take yeah. take throw different shots and throw different attacks. Boxing... You're in it to throw him to the ground and make sure he doesn't get back up. <laughs> so, the techniques there, I feel. Like, I don't, the techniques would be well, different. Well, to me, it kind of seemed like. Yeah. Boxing was more of the. Boxing was more of like a game because you fight for three minutes and then you go to back to your corners and you do that. It seemed like Taekwondo and Karate were more of the like the real life thing because you could do kicking. I thought because you could kick. It would be a lot more effective than boxing could be, where all you can use is your hands. But I thought that would it's, be more real-life practical. Taekwondo has the tools, but the techniques used aren't being used to their maximum effect. With boxing, yeah, you only use the hands, but you're using those hands to utterly destroy the other person. Right, I mean that's all. All I of those, all of those techniques are designed with the per the. From what I've seen, the purpose is to smash the other person into the ground. Taekwondo, it's it's in it for the points. Yeah. So, okay. well, that was a very that was a very long tangent. Wow. <laughs> no, that was that was great. But so the ultimate takeaway is that if you're learning taekwondo, karate, or kung fu then you're a loser. <laughs> okay, so... Wrestlers be, be coming so, in here like, what do you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> Wrestlers. Okay, so our final opinions and summaries. I'll go first. Uh, I think this movie is a classic despite its flaws. I think it'll it's one of the best DreamWorks movies. It'll continue to be remembered. It has great humor, some good themes once you can look past the flaws. Um, some great relationships between characters. I like the I like the fight. I like the animation and the fight scenes. And overall, I still think it's really good. So, Ty, you wanna? I give us. I think if it were had they fixed the setup and clearly honed in more on the central focus of the story, it could have been an easy eight out of ten great movie borderline masterful movie not quite 10 out of 10 masterpiece but definitely getting there the setup was just so awful though that it holds me back i'm i just can't decide how badly to rate it i think 7 out of 10 seems honestly a bit too nice but 6 out of 10 i think 7 out of 10 actually yeah, 7 out of 10. Okay, I'll give it an 8 because even with all those flaws, I know it's just those the flaws we talked about just aren't enough for me to do that. But okay, so I guess 
Together, the Narrative Calculus Podcast rates Kung Fu Panda a 7.5 out of 10. Hey everyone, so before we close out this week, we're going to start a new, a new segment. We're going to be reading one Bible verse every week, and today we're going to be reading Psalm 9. So hopefully this will stick around through many more podcast episodes if you do not know. We're not... We're, we're a Christian podcast. Well, well, Christians here. And we our first movie reviewed was The Chosen. So you can kind of just get an understanding for what we believe. So I'll start here. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my rights and my cause. You sat on the throne of judgment and righteousness. You have, you have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. O oh, enemy, destructions are finished forever. And you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall administer judgment for the people in uprightness. The Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praises in the gates of the daughters of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down into the pit which they made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Meditation. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectations of the poor shall not perish. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. And that concludes our Bible reading. As always, if you enjoyed this episode of Narrative Calculus, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to leave a five-star review down below and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Also, be sure to check out some of our other episodes, like our Kung Fu Panda 2 episode, which will be coming soon. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everyone. See ya.